We are here because we know the outcomes in our lives are within our control. That taking absolute ownership of how we eat, sleep, train, think, and connect with each other is how we'll optimize our health and happiness. That chasing excellence is how we grab hold of what is possible. Our mission is to live on the run, always chasing, never stopping. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Chasing Excellence. How are you, Ben? I'm doing great. Thanks, Patrick. Good, man. We are going to talk about something today. This was triggered in some part uh, by a question that a listener sent in. It was at least enough, close enough to this that I'm going to give him credit. Um, and the idea was like, you know, we, we, we talk obviously a lot about excellence, about chasing excellence, about all of these things. But what happens when we have some, whatever, however we define excellence, right? Wh whatever we might be aiming for or chasing. What happens when we do that is we tend to have really high expectations for that thing, for ourselves in pursuit of that thing. And what can happen, I think, if we're not careful is we let those expectations get really high and the high expectations then create stress. They create whatever, right, whatever we want to call that stress, fear, anxiety, whatever, such that we actually do ourselves a disservice in pursuit <laughs> of that thing because the stress is weighing us down, whatever, again, whatever it's doing to us, either physically, emotionally, whatever. And so I wanted to just kind of present this bit of a paradox to you. Like when we have high expectations for ourselves, what do we need to do to ensure that the stress that, we, that or that we don't add stress to ourselves such that we're actually not going to do ourselves any favors and, and not get us to the place we want to go? And so I thought about that for you. I think about, you know, with your athletes, especially, right? The, the, the sport you choose is like, it's like four days, an entire year for four days. We've got all these expectations and all these hopes and all these, all this effort. Um, and I imagine, of course, never having been there is like going into that weekend, that week must be like the stress must ramp up because they know everybody knows this is what we've been working for. This is the this is the multi hours every single day in the gym. This, so just want to throw that out to you and just kind of get your initial thoughts and then see where the conversation goes. Yeah, it's something that um, everybody should have a level of awareness of. Whether you're an athlete, uh, um, you're going to be doing a public speaking event, or there's any sort of you know everyday life. Like everyone has expectations of what they want from their family life, from their business, from a financial perspective, from all these different areas. And here's the, you said a paradox, there is mm -hmm. a dichotomy to this, mm -hmm. which is excellence is the appropriate blend, balance, and or combination of discipline and surrender. And when you have those two things together, that's what creates excellence. It's not just one of those things. And people either edge towards one side of this spectrum than the other, one side of the, the, um, the curve, the bell-shaped curve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Either they are the type A's, the go-getters with all of this expectation, all of this discipline, all of this willpower, commitment, drive. And we all know people, if we're not those people themselves that mm -hmm. listen to this podcast, we know who those people are. But those people, if we don't also balance that with the appropriate levels of letting go, staying present, 
not giving a damn. Yep. <laughs> we need that because otherwise what you do is you ramp up all of this and you are, you're going to burst. Now that level of discipline and surrender and the appropriate balance between the two is individual. There's not a magic. There's not the right amount of it. So there are certain people that compete when they, that do better. I, I throw the word compete there because I'm thinking of athletes, but mm -hmm. there are certain people that do perform better with higher levels of expectations. Think about people like, um, like Michael Phelps, mm -hmm. like he wants the pressure. He wants that. Um, but then there's the other side, which people might not go to. And I'm throwing Michael Phelps out there. I don't know if that's actually truly the case. But I think a really awesome example of this dichotomy between discipline and will and letting go and surrendering is someone like Tom Brady. Mm. So Tom Brady, I don't think there's anyone in the world that would question his work ethic or his commitment to his craft or his pursuit as trying to be the best football player that's ever lived. Every teammate he's ever had has been like, he's the hardest worker there. He's the first one there, last one to leave, watches film in all his spare time. He does more body work, he pays more to his nutrition. So he is the, he's super disciplined, incredibly disciplined. Before his first Super Bowl appearance, which most people would be so amped up, AKA, fill in the word, yep. anxious, nervous, um, overexcited, he fell asleep in the locker room. Mm. He literally fell asleep. So he's surrendering to the moment. If he throws an interception, he's able to let that flow through him. We can't have just all the ying. You need the ying and the yang. And it's the appropriate blend based off of you as an individual of where that actually works the best. And that's the we can get all into the other nuancey pieces of it, but that's the framework. Peak performance, excellence, mm -hmm. happens when you have the appropriate blend of discipline and surrender, the appropriate level of willpower and drive and letting, like not caring, honestly, like, yeah. like letting things just kind of happen and not stressing out or freaking out. Now, in our world, we talk about this all the time, and that's the reason why we talk about expecting challenges, expecting adversity. It's not going to go perfectly. And what we're saying there is when these things happen, we don't need to overanalyze them. It doesn't mean that anything is wrong. It's not about being perfect. There's no such thing as perfection. Total, like people think that the disciplined people are, um, uh, are looking for perfection. If they are, they're going to shortchange themselves. I don't know where on the level is it being shortchanged 1%? or 50%, I don't know, but they're going, they're not going to reach their full maximal potential because they will be operating with a level, as you said, of expectation that can't be met. Mm -hmm. This is why Vince Lombardi said, we will chase perfection, chase it. We are not going, this is not his words. We are chasing perfection, end quote, because perfection is, it's, well, then he said it, we will chase perfection knowing full well it is unattainable but in that pursuit we may harness excellence we we don't need to chase perfection and that's what happens when people get the expectations too high 
because the definition of happiness, and I know we're not talking about happiness right now, mm -hmm. but happiness happens with expectations minus your reality. So if your reality is greater than your expectations, you're happy. Mm -hmm. If your reality is less than your expectations, you're sad. This is why teams that, um, you know, went one in 10 in one season and end up just sneaking into the playoffs by going mm -hmm. nine and seven the next year, they're so psyched and pumped and happy because that's higher than their expectations. It's really, really simple. Whereas teams that are coming off a Super Bowl appearance go nine and seven, lose the first game of playoffs and just sneak in, sneak in the playoffs are, it's a massive disappointment. Well, how are you going to perform better in a disappointed state or mm. in a joyful state where you are loving the current moment? It's pretty obvious. And we know through all of the research that peak performances happen with a, uh, a positive mindset, not a negative one. If you hate where you are at this moment, you will not reap all the benefits of this moment. Is one of the strategies to find this right balance, and I love that between the discipline and the surrender, uh, is one of the strategies to, it sounds funny, but uh, but to simply have lower expectations, right? If I'm a CrossFit Games athlete and I'm about to walk into the, walk into Madison, uh, I don't think the answer is like, I just, I'm just happy to be here and I just want to perform well, <laughs> right? Because we've talked about that before as well. Yep. So like, what is the what is the practical strategy for making sure as best we can that expectations and reality are in that in that right balance so that we are performing with within the right mindset? It's yeah. So this is it's not a matter of lowering your expectations. That's what people think when they hear that. They're like, okay, so I'm just going to assume that we're not going to win any games this year. If we win one, right. we'll be happy. It's right. not that at all. It's about eliminating for thinking about that at all. It's literally mm -hmm. letting go of. So this is where people get missed and they think that they hear the cliche and they label it as a cliche, which is let go of everything you cannot control. Mm -hmm. This is what it means. People go like, okay, so I can't control the weather. So like what? And yes, what that means is if it rains, when you go camping, you don't get disappointed. This is what it does. This doesn't just happen. Just like it takes you 10 years to be able to clean and jerk 365 pounds. If you're a CrossFit Games athlete, it takes you 10 years of working on this to where you walk into the games with no expectations. That's, and I don't mean lowering your expectations. That's not what this is. Because if you go in there going like, okay, as long as I make it through the first cut, then I'll be happy. You've lowered your expectations. That's not what we're talking about. It's not about lowering expectations. It's about removing them. You mm -hmm. literally remove all the wants and desires. Now, this is, again, different people operate differently. And if you're not at this level, this will come as a negative in your performance because then you just go like, now I'm totally lost. Now I don't know what mm -hmm. I want and I don't know what's good and what's bad and where's my drive and where's my motivation. But at the highest level, you are letting go and surrendering. It is Michael Jordan saying, why would I ever worry about missing a shot I haven't taken yet? Mm -hmm. What he's doing is suspending judgment. Judgment is forward think is, is weighing the pluses and minuses of the expectation. If he's about to take 
the final shot to win the NBA championship. And as he's catching the inbound pass, he's thinking about the expectations of making this. What's going to happen then is the consequences of the pluses and minuses of making or missing it will seek into his subconscious or worse, his conscious. And mm-hmm. at that moment, now he is a he is a being going to slow down. He's going to become mechanical because as you go into that process, we are moving up into the beta wavelengths, and you are moving into high level beta, which is a stress induced state. And in that state, you cannot operate at your highest potential because you are going to be thinking too much and letting, as opposed to letting the ten thousand hours just flow out of you. An example of this would be as regular human beings. Think about going down a flight of stairs super fast. Just like mm. you visualize yourself doing that. And you just kind of like, it just happens. Well, if I ask you to think about the consequences of you making it down successfully or falling, you automatically start to think about the mechanics of those movements. And you will slow down at best. At worst, you trip and fall. Mm-hmm. What we need to be able to do is have the discipline, the willpower, the drive to focus on the things that get us to that performance level. When it's time to perform, you need to sit behind that and operate on a subconscious level. You literally let it all go. I, I can't just, I can't overemphasize that enough. You literally let it all go go. So you're saying, do you lower expectations? Nope. That's expectations. What you've mm-hmm. done there is you are even do, mm-hmm. you're doing the worst thing. Now you're trying to force, you're trying to change something that's even worse than just let it go. And here's the practice. We practice with the really small stuff. So when you wake up in the morning and you're nervous about coming on the podcast, you're nervous about a mm-hmm. job interview, you're nervous about, am, am I going to be, are words going to flow out when I sit down to write my memoir? Like anything that you're like, you feel yourself getting anxious about some sort of judgment you're placing on a performance. Those tiny little things, you just recognize that that's happening and try to sit behind it. You don't try to change it. You just let it flow through you. It's happening for so many evolutionarily biological reasons. It's hardwired into your DNA for a survival mechanism. We talk, I feel like we talk about this all the time. It's mm-hmm. not your fault that you're having those thoughts. So you don't judge yourself for having the thoughts. But when those thoughts come in and you feel yourself change a little bit, you just go, oh, here's the moment. Can I let this bypass me? If you practice on all these little things, like practicing with a 95-pound clean jerk, then all of a sudden, over time of working on these little ones, it builds up to where you can handle a TED Talk, where you can handle going on the stage at the CrossFit Games to hit a one rep max snatch to win. It, you can handle um, Michael Jordan taking the last shot because you have worked so much on letting it go and surrendering to that moment. Just let the moment happen. If you do, you'll be able to go down the stairs super fast without thinking about it because your actual best self will come to life. Anything you do with your mind, I'm going to say anything you do with your mind. Now, there's a hierarchy to this. Some levels are better than others. and We talk about this a lot, but the best one is surrender. 
That's mm-hmm. the best one. It's above the, I'm going to freaking kill this. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to, that's the positive. That's, that's being an optimistic. I'm going to kill this. That's only the bell shape. That's only, that's the middle. The mm-hmm. middle is you before the game, putting on the heavy metal music and going like, I am going to kill this. I am the best. I'm going to dominate. Now it's better than the pessimist. It's better than the victim. But it's not as good as Tom Brady falling asleep before the Super Bowl. No expectations. Not you lowering said, goals. Not yeah. lowering goals. I'm going to say it again. It's not lowering goals. The highest level is where there is no goals. Mm. That sounds so weird in our goals-oriented I'm, I'm saying because goals are better than being the pessimist. Goals are better, but goals are trying to get you to be the optimist. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to pull you out of the lowest level of mindset, out of the second level. And they're trying to get you to the third level, which is at least healthy. Goals at least get you to healthy, but healthy is not peak. To get to a peak performance state, you need to let go of your goals. You need to let go of your goals. That sounds crazy. I get it. Mm. That's the way you get to optimal. That's the way you get to peak. That's the way you get to flow. That's the way you get to being in the zone. Being in the zone is not about, I'm going to go, I'm going to shoot a basketball player. I'm going to shoot 60% from the field. Mm -hmm. That's not it. Because you're going to judge all the time. It's not sitting down to write and going like, I'm going to be a bestseller. I'm going to be a bestseller. (laughs) You don't write, everyone's ever written anything worthwhile knows that that's not how you get there, but it gets you off. That might get you off the couch, right? That's, that's part of the motivation and the drive. That's part of the discipline. But once you get that, you take this other blend of it and the way you get away from being a perfectionist, the way from anxiety, the way from stress, the way from this overbearing pressure is literally by letting go. I imagine that, so I love this concept of suspending judgment. And a lot of what you just said was kind of preemptive suspension of judgment. I'm not going to worry about whatever I place in this. I'm not going to worry about writing a best-selling book. Can you talk a little bit about how or the challenges of suspending judgment in the moment and perhaps in hindsight, right? Like I, I just performed at that event or I just gave a speech and I didn't do a, I didn't do a good job. I'm disappointed in myself. I imagine there's, that there's just as much detriment to suspend, to, to judging oneself yesterday, the, the yesterday version of myself as there is the tomorrow version. How do you, it, what similarities and maybe if there are any differences are there in the suspension of judgment for what I just did or what I'm currently like in the middle of doing. I'm not performing well. Oh no. Judgment is different than what we just talked about is the future self part, right? Which creates anxiety. Judgment is different than preparation. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying don't be prepared. Mm -hmm. At the same point, regret is not the same thing as not learning. So those are different things. People go, okay, so if I do that, then I'm gonna get rid of everything. No, you're, I'm asking you to get rid of the judgment, let go of the judgment aspect to it. But in terms of the learning, if you were to do a, uh, a public speech and you're like, man, I really blundered that. I'm not saying just like, okay, now on to the next one. Yeah, That's not right. what I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying do all of the work. Do all of the work. All, remember, it's a perfect blend. It's not totally let go. Let, let's let go of the judgment. But it's not like go of the work. It's not like go of the learning. 
review it, do the hard stuff. The problem is people are so judgmental. They won't even go back and watch their film. She's like, I'm never watching that again, man. That was terrible. I never want to relive that moment again. Well, how is that helping us? It's the opposite of that. Don't worry. It's outside of your control. That has happened. Now, can we pull from it? Can we learn from it? Can we improve going forward? Let's do all of those things. We're not going to beat ourselves up over it. We're going to do the opposite. We're going to let go of all of the judgment, past or future, and live in this moment and try to get as much out of this moment. Soak it all in as much as we possibly can. Judgment will always be a negative. It will mm -hmm. always. It's going to always, unless it's getting you out of a victim mindset and up a little bit, which is like, um, that's where like some um, recognition of good and bad can actually actually help a little bit. But what we're talking about is like a peak state and it will always be a detriment to a peak state. And we mm. can um, learn from our past without judging our past. There is, those are not the same things. If you're looking through it and going like, yes, yeah, see, this is where I sucked. Oh God, I can't believe I said that. Of course, if you're, if, if you're on, um, if you're dating, if you're dating and you're doing blind dates and you go on a blind date and you totally blow it. Well, okay. Like next time let's show up early. So you're not late. Like you can learn from that. And maybe you don't go to, um, a rave cause that's kind of weird. And you learn from that and you learn from things. I'm not saying don't learn from them at all. But you just don't judge. You go, I can't believe I'm such an idiot. I went to a rave and I showed up 80 minutes late and everyone was already way deep into their molly. And, you know, like I was the <laughs> dork in the side. And, you know, we don't need to. We, we can learn from things without judging it. Go, oh, well, that, that didn't serve me very well. I'll change that going yeah. forward. And if you do, <clears throat> what happens is the next time you go on a date or the next you do your thing, you're bringing that in. And if you brought a lot of judgment from that last one, you're going to bring that in and you're going to be judging yourself in the present moment. Am I saying mm -hmm. the right thing? Does she like me? Mm -hmm. Am I, did I wear, do I have something in my teeth? Like, and you're going to be outside yourself. The best thing you can do is let your natural self, the 10,000 hours of, if you're an athlete or a musician or a business person, but your entire life, if you're on a, if you're on a date, let you mm -hmm. flow out without the extra layer of judgment on top of it. Does she like me? It's, it's interesting going to well. me that the, <laughs> this, this relationship between judging versus learning, I think it's interesting because in or judging ourselves is both it's paradoxically, it's both the worst thing we can do and the easiest thing we can do. And learning is the most valuable thing we can do. And for whatever reason, it's the hardest thing to do. I'm curious, like, how do you get beyond in your mind, get beyond the judgment and into the learning phase? Because a lot of times, like, yes, that sounds great. Like, oh, I can learn from this. But oftentimes that means at least, at least when you're figuring that process out, it means sitting with the discomfort that you would normally judge yourself on. I'm such an idiot. I can't believe I did that. On the other end of that might be the, the learning. And so we've got to be able to wade through at least some of that discomfort, some of that judgment. How do you, is there a way that to just skip, skip the negative of the judgment and get to the learning? 
Um, no, what that means is if you are uh, reviewing something or you feel yourself future analyzing something and you yep. feel yourself judging, we've skipped some steps. We're not ready for mm -hmm. it. It's, it's simply that. You put 315 on the barbell and try to clean and jerk it when you've never clean and jerked 225. Mm -hmm. It's this. It's just, it's a matter of how much can you handle before you label good or bad. That's like the, the what we're trying to do, honestly is get away from labeling things as good or bad. That's where it starts. And we need to start with some really, we have to start with some layups. We have to start with an empty barbell before we start doing Steph Curry half court shots or <laughs> Matt Fraser, you know, 385 yep. clean and jerks. Like that's what we need to be able to do. So what we start doing is you wake up in the morning and you're ready for a great day and on your way to do your work in your shed where you are now, your mm -hmm. son spills coffee on, on you. What goes through your head? If, if it goes through your head, like this sucks. Oh no, this is like bad. Okay. This is our work. This is the work. Can we not label that as bad? That sounds so, I get it. Like, how can that not mm. be bad? Well, we don't have the perspective to understand what is good or bad. And I've given this talk before the story, but it's worth repeating of the old farmer because we don't have the perspective. Old mm -hmm. farmer lives on top of the hill with his son. Their son is tending to the, the single horse that they have, but he leaves the gate open at night and the horse runs away. All the farmers come up. All the, all the farmers and the villagers come running up to talk to the old man and say, this is terrible. I can't believe your horse ran away. He says, maybe. The next day, the horse returns with six other stallions, and now he's the wealthiest guy in the whole town. The villagers come running up and say, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. You're the wealthiest guy in the whole town now. You are so lucky. And his response is, maybe. That afternoon, the son is tending to one of the wild stallions, gets bucked off, and breaks his leg. All the villagers come running up and go, oh, my gosh, this is so terrible. Your son, your only son, your only farmhand broke his leg. What are you going to do? You are so unlucky. This is terrible. And his answer response is, maybe. Two weeks later, the village comes under attack and the military of the town goes door to door recruiting young men. But they have to pass over this house and not send this guy to the fields where the soldiers are getting slaughtered because he has a broken leg. The moral of the story is that we, we don't, in the present moment, we don't have enough and we'll never, we won't have enough. We are not God. We don't know what is good or bad for us in this moment. Katrin missing the games, Lance Armstrong getting cancer. These in the moment seem like the most worst things that have happened to these people, but they're the best things that have happened to these people. So for us to say like a bad presentation, I use that word in air quotes, bad, mm -hmm. a presentation that you are not happy with was bad. You're labeling something that you have no right to label. This is the highest. Now we're getting like a little bit to the actual um, quantum field. Literally, like the, the when you talk about the quantum, this is the like we don't understand the energy systems that are happening and why why things are happening. So for us to get all bummed out about something is ridiculous. You're literally spilling your energy. You have energy. You're spilling it out on the side, not using it productively. 
This is why mm -hmm. you cannot reach your max potential if you're judging things as good or bad when you have no understanding of whether they're good or bad. So what can you handle? What can you not label as good or bad? Can you not label your son spilling coffee on you as good or bad? Cool. That's really awesome. As you're walking to your shed, you, um, you trip over the garden hose and sprain your ankle. Mm -hmm. What goes through your mind? That's more challenging, a lot more challenging. Can you not label that as bad? Woo. Good on you. If you can, mm -hmm. that's awesome. Cool. Then later on that day, you're scrolling through social media. You see a picture that your gym posted of you working out with no shirt on. And the first three comments are of the light of, Hey there, chubby. Ooh, mm -hmm. looks like you gained the COVID-15. How you doing? Are you labeling that as good or bad? Like what level, all this thing is, is like, what level can you get to before you label things? Are you the type of person that if it rains, you label that as bad? Like, I'm sorry, but I feel bad for you. Like I, mm -hmm. I, I feel, and I don't mean that in like a pity way. I mean, that is like a, I really do. Like, I feel empathy for you because I know how hard your life is. This is our work. This is what we are here to do. Now we can do it in the pursuit of CrossFit games. We can do it in the pursuit of being an awesome dad. We can do it in the pursuit of an entrepreneur, but all of those are just the playing fields that we get to learn and evolve our consciousness. And the way we evolve that consciousness starts with not labeling things as good or bad. And if you do that, now we've released judgment, which is literally the thing holding us back from living a full life. We want to talk about fulfillment. Fulfillment starts with the freedom to experience life as it's actually happening. Not through the paradigm of the conscious programming of our past, which is the reason we label things as good or bad. It's the only reason we do. It's built into us because of a survival mechanism, which no longer serves us. It was cool when we were being chased by saber-toothed tigers, when there was famine and most people did not live past the age of 28. That was built into our DNA. Today, if you're bummed out because someone said something about you on social media, that is the mechanism kicking in that is holding you back from living your life. If we can figure out where's the threshold. In CrossFit, we know threshold training is the magic to making gains. All mm -hmm. threshold means is how much can you handle before you tip over into the red area psychologically or physically. It's yep. the same thing with this. Well, Patrick, you can handle the coffee. Awesome. Mm -hmm. You can handle the sprained ankle. You can handle people saying bad things about you on social media. You are a pretty evolved being. That's freaking amazing. Can you handle your kid getting sick? Because mm -hmm. I can't. I'm not there yet. But that's what that's now we can figure out where are we? What can we handle? This is our work. This is the challenge. I love that. I'm going to leave it there. Thank you, Ben. That was great. Thank you, everybody out there for listening. Thank you for your ratings and your reviews. Ben and I will be back next week for another episode of Chasing Excellence. You can get every episode of Chasing Excellence wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. Until next time, thank you for listening.